Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another live edition of the Dogs Podcast. Unfortunately, not a victory Monday today, but I still think some good things uh, going on for the Browns. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Because I can't hear myself. I can hear you. I also hear that person blowing leaves okay. right outside of the studio. Technical <laughs> uh, issues when we go live. Give me uh, one yes. second here. I got to find the hole without looking. Okay. Oh, I'm in. Nice. Okay. Well done, my friend. Can you uh, hear us now? Yes, I can okay. hear you, and I can hear me. And I can't hear the leaf blower quite oh, as loud. That's good. <laughs> so this is good. This is the best of both worlds in all uh, Okay, so like I said, uh, unfortunately not a victory Monday for the Browns today, but we're still excited to be here with you guys. I think we got some good stuff to talk about. Uh, if you want to get your intros, your voicemails on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. We've got a few voicemails to get to today. It's always good stuff. We always love hearing from you guys. Uh, we're going to get into the highs and lows of the Browns game against the Seahawks, and uh, just kind of a little bit of an outlook for the season before we do though remember you can find us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok if you're watching on youtube live right now and you haven't yet subscribed please do so make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode we're always going live now we're putting out multiple episodes per week you don't want to miss any of them uh, lastly if you're looking for more dogs content head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member on the patreon page you get access to the private discord you get um play fantasy football with us you get an extra episode every week you just get to hang out with browns fans from all over the world it's a good online browns community so if that is what you're looking for you want to hang out with us you want to get to know people from all around the world uh head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member so as i'm trying to talk to you guys and figure out why where the chat is uh okay here we go i'm just really struggling today if you guys can't tell great, um we'll do it live yeah i'm not gonna <laughs> say the rest of that uh, i'm not gonna say the rest of it but we'll we're do doing it live. um so before we even dive into the game uh we had a voicemail we wanted to get to it's going to be kind of like a springboard for i would imagine what a lot of people want us to talk about and what they want to also talk about so we'll just go ahead and dive right into this first voicemail yep this voicemail is from james Watching the last two minutes of the Browns game and seeing that play call, I blame Stefanski. And the reason being is you're running the ball well, and there's less than two minutes, it's third and three, and you decide to throw, which is pretty egotistical in my opinion, when you could have given the ball to somebody, run it. Third and three, maybe they don't get the first down, but it's fourth down and two. You've killed some clock, you put it all the way down, and then you let them go 85, 80 yards. What are your thoughts? pretty pissed off about the whole Stefanski play calling take her away I think it's insane to to have that take uh, you cannot agree with the call which I didn't love the call I probably would have ran it but it's also a lot easier to do that after the the fact nobody's complaining that we threw the ball in third and three literally three plays before this we it was three plays before this we threw on third and three and we got a penalty and we got the first down I don't hear anybody losing their minds about that, it was literally 45 seconds sooner, third and three, and we threw the ball. Nobody's losing their minds. Why? Because it worked. So it's easy to sit here and complain when it doesn't work, first of all. Second of all, I am way more let down and disappointed in the defense. After that play call, we still had the lead. The right. Browns were still winning after that play call. And we didn't turn it over at, at the two. <laughs> They had, to, they, they had to go 57 yards in under two minutes, and they did it in five plays. And this is what I've been trying to get at with people online today. 
again, I would have, I'm not saying I loved the play call. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that's not the reason we lost the game. You, you put the defense, which is supposed to be our best unit on the field with less than two minutes to play. And they just, they were Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. They were, yes, they and, were. And they, that's three games in a row. The Niners went right down the field in crunch time and to kick a potential game-winning field goal. We got lucky they missed it. The Colts marched up and down the field all day. Mm-hmm. Put up 30 points. At the end of the game, they went right down the field, scored a touchdown, took the lead on us. Yep. Luckily, the offense went down and scored. And then this time, they just let them go right down the field again in crunch time. This is a unit that... On Twitter two weeks ago, was telling everybody we're the best in the world. We're we had the, to come up with a nickname for them. We're the best in the world. We're the if you want to be the best in the world, that doesn't happen. Yeah, you can't do that. That doesn't happen. You mm-hmm. you go out there and you either it's worst case they get a field goal and we go to overtime and we go to overtime yep. to let them just five. It was like they were going on air. It was seven on seven. It was unbelievable. That is to me the most disappointing thing of the whole game. They they spot them fourteen points. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here defending the call saying that's what I would have called. I'm saying there are way more things to be frustrated about than that, especially even though I didn't love the play call and I probably would have ran it there. It's not like we called some intricate reverse pass. We didn't call some deep shot down the sideline. Yeah. All he has to do is base essentially underhand toss it to Jerome Ford and he runs for 15 yards. Hit and one of the over. multiple open people, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and I understand he's the backup quarterback and we're saying, you don't want to trust this guy. But he's still an NFL professional. He didn't call something that PJ Walker's never done before. Well, and that's one thing I point out to the people on Twitter today too, was, you know, Kevin did and not wanted to make a splash. Oh, you Sorry, I was coming through ESPN's ads. Anyway, I was so confused. So, <laughs> I was like, who is this mysterious you know, new guy? Whether best? you like the play call or not, Kevin did not call pass off of a guy's helmet. That was not the play call. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the execution. And it was a culmination, like you said, of things throughout the whole game is why we lost. It wasn't just one play call that lost the game. We, we still had the lead. We still could have won after that play call. We could have had the game wrapped up far before then. I mean... We turned the ball over three times yesterday. Two of them led to touchdowns. They, they went and scored touchdowns after we turned the ball over. Our offense has to stop giving the ball away. And you're right about the defense, man. They, when we needed them to step up, they stepped out. The, 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 let me just paint the portrait for you, okay? If I told you going into this game, the offense was going to have almost 400 yards they were going to dig themselves out of a 14 nothing hole that the defense put them in. And with two minutes to go in this game, the Seahawks were going to have the ball 57 yards to go under two minutes. Browns have a three point lead and it's our defense against Geno Smith. You would have been like, Browns are going to win that game. This is, you couldn't, that's what you want. Like guys, what are the expectations for the team right now? We have, we have nobody in key positions on offense right now. Like it's, it's just unbelievable. You have to alter your expectations. You're not going to go out and you're not going to put up touchdown every single possession. You're not going to look super flashy. You're not going to look good. The offense put up almost 400 yards. Yes, we turned the ball over too much and it sucks. And I'm not, def- I'm not saying I loved the play call, but w- too many people online are also pretending that if we turn around, we hand it off, it just guaranteed a win. Right. Like the Colts would have been like, well, Browns fans think that they should run it and that's what they're doing. So we have to let them get the first down. No. They, they sold out to stop the run the play before we got nothing. Okay. So it's just like, it's not a guaranteed. Okay. So then they're like, yeah, but then you punt it and you pin them deep. You don't know that 
What if it gets blocked? What if they what if they have a good return return it for 30 yards? So say we pin them, we they get the ball to 25. So that 20 extra yards was the difference in the game. That you really think that after you watched our Swiss cheese defense on the final drive, that 20 yards was the difference? Stop. There's there's so much more worse than just that play call. It's mm-hmm. a team game. It's a team game. Absolutely. Both sides did things to screw it up and we lost to a good team on the road. A division leading team now. A division, yeah. They're leading their division. They're a good football team. We knew it was going to be a tough matchup. We went up there and we fought with a backup quarterback. We were close. We're still four and three. Like, people, the, the Browns, Browns fandom is just so, like. And when it's up, it's up. When it's down, it's down. Oh, my God. Yes. We, 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 beat, we beat Bengals in week one, and we are the biggest trash-talking people in the world online. We're, going, we're never losing a game. We're going to the Super Bowl. Then we lose to the Steelers the next week, and everybody needs fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. just. It's yeah. like we live in a the, – the fan base just, like, lives on the set of um, first take or something. Like, everything <laughs> is just blown out of – nobody looks at anything with any context. Nobody nobody looks at anything. It's just all in a vacuum. Like, oh, my God, we should have ran it, and we threw it, and it turned into a pick. So everybody needs fired now. Make Jim Schwartz the head coach. <laughs> like, how stupid do we sound? I know. I, I mean, I watching it, I thought we were doing some nice things with the run game. And it's, it's easy for us to sit here either after the game or, you know, we're the next day, 24 hours later and say, oh, you know, that was, it is, we should have ran it, blah, blah, blah. If you look at the play, there's guys open. I mean, yeah. Ford was open. Uh, Najoku was open. And to for your point, uh, multiple things went wrong. Like we had three, we had three turnovers. We somehow battled back, like. Me and Josh were talking about it. It's 14 nothing in the first quarter. I'm trick-or-treating with my kids, and I'm going, oh, God. I was sitting on the couch. I was like, we're getting the doors blown off today. Yeah. Like, and they fought back. Done. They fought back. Yes. They dug deep. Defense I played a hell of a second quarter. I mean, they, they played, played out even third, third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They played yeah. great fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. But you could say the same thing about the offense. Outside the turnovers, they had more first downs, greater time of possession, more a yards. Lot more time of possession, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's tough. Yeah, to first of all, you're, I put this out online with rolling PJ Walker out there. You're just not going to win consistently. It forces everybody else. They have to be perfect. Yeah. Well, guess what? Nobody's perfect. No, nobody. Andy Reid's not perfect. Kyle Shanahan's not perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Mike McDaniel's not perfect. They got the uh, doors blew off them by the Eagles, and they had their starting quarterback, their starting receivers, and their running back. The Chiefs just went up to Denver. And only had three field goals. They had Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he was sick. Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Like you have. Yeah. So you have to be. It's so hard to win in this league as it is if you're at full strength. And we're rolling out there with two of our running backs were on the couch. I yeah. guess I guess four was in um, or strong was in uh, New England in, yeah. in New England. Yeah. Okay, but he's getting no run. Cream Hunt, who everybody were leaning on for like tough yards, is sitting on the couch three weeks ago. Our quarterback was on the practice squad. We literally just put him on the roster this week. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to alter your expectations a little bit. And to me, I have higher expectations of the defense than I do of the offense. T- t- if you told me before the game, after this game, P.J. Walker's going to have three turnovers, I'd be like, sounds about right. If you told me after the, uh, your defense is going to give up a game-winning drive, like they're not even out there, I'd be a little bit shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the unit I have the highest expectations for. Everybody wants to give Jim Schwartz a, a head coaching job. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's you're just, absolutely right. It's just, it's crazy to me. Like, <sighs> so we were talking in the discord show before this, um, the last, my, I think my biggest beef, if I have beef really with that play call. And again, I don't, I would have run the ball personally myself. I think we all kind of said that, yeah. but that goes against Kevin's. That's not Kevin. Like, and this will kind of um, foreshadow a voicemail coming up from Kenny Mack, but he even says like, Kevin doesn't really have that three yards in a cloud of dust mentality, you know, grind it out kind of football play style where I would have just brought Nick Harris back in, put him at fullback and said, well, if you want, if you guys want a shot at winning this game, you're going to have to stop this play. That's it. Like, That's and if you do great, you get a shot. Now that's my mentality. Just because Kevin did something different doesn't mean he was wrong. The thing I didn't like is he trusted PJ Walker in another critical situation where two weeks ago against San Francisco, he tried to trust PJ Walker at the end of the game and he almost threw a pick in the end zone. You got Last you. week, he tried to trust PJ Walker in the game and he fumbled the ball, got called back on a penalty. So I'm just. We're calling it trust PJ Walker. I call it calling plays in the NFL. I know. But you are, tr but you're trusting the players to execute those plays. He's and getting he's paid. He's getting paid. Like, I understand you don't want to put him back there and tell him, go carry us to a victory. I know. But he is a professional quarterback. He has to you, – have you ever called plays at any but, level? But you, you did can't. just say that he's a practice squad quarterback, so we have to temper expectations. And for me, that would go to coaching, uh, too. Like, okay, I would expect my quarterback to be able to execute this, but I've been proven that he can't. Again, but it's not trusting your – what were we supposed to do late in the game last week? Run the ball? Not last week. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? So we're I'm calling saying, it trusting him last week. I call it, he had to get down the field in a minute. I'm just saying to be surprised that we turned the ball over there and to be like pissed off about it. Why? We knew, I mean, when he threw that ball and it hit off of the guy's helmet and went up in the air, I was like, yep, that kind of, that figures. No, that's the thing is I'm not, I'm not like the pick. Yes, it's annoying. And I agree. I would I wanted to run the ball, but he, there was like literally everybody was open. He threw it at a guy's I know. helmet. It was just like against the Colts. Kevin called four straight touchdown plays. Only one of them worked and it was the run yeah, because like, the first three weren't executed. And it's just like, we, we can't fire people because of one call that you disagree with in a, like, it just makes no sense to me. We talked and about I, that in the I mean? discord. Like, like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is a great head coach. Yes. I, I think he is what he's doing with this team in this situation, holding everything together and everybody you were talking about. Everybody seems bought in. Yeah. Everybody is bought in. Like uh, what more do you, you don't, you don't go 14, nothing down on the road in Seattle against that team. And uh, people can say what they want about Seattle. They've got a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball. They came in, punched us right in the mouth and we took it and then rallied back. And for the most part, we should have came out of there with a victory. Now you can't, you literally, my, the thing that I took out of it was you can't let them hang around. You can't let them just hang around with you. And, and in that environment and expect PJ Walker to drive the length of the field for a touchdown in 39 right. seconds. As soon as it got to that point, I was like, yeah, blind optimist. Justin was like, man, there's still hope, but God. And then there's just situationally with Walker, and he's in a tough spot. Don't like uh, we're asking a literally a practice squad quarterback to lead us. And he's led us to two victories, whether you believe it's him or the defense or whatever or play calling. I don't care. The guy was quarterbacking and we came out of there with a win. You can't literally, you can't take the sack. You cannot take a sack on what was it? Second down. And then it's third and 20 and you have, you have to go 20 yards and you're, you have one timeout left. You, you have to burn a timeout basically because you took the sack. I, like these are things. And then the turnovers, we were talking in the discord. I'm like, 
you would think that somebody would go, hey, you got to take care of the ball a little bit, man. You don't like, think they have? <sighs> I, I mean, you would hope so. I know they talk ball security. Every press conference that they have, they say, you know, we preach ball security. We preach ball security. But it's just the same narrative week to week, whether it's DTR or DTR, I feel like is a little unfair. We, you went against a really good defense first start that felt like it was kind of like a, you know, a feasting kind of deal, but like, there's gotta be, I just keep hoping that like, Hey, we, we let Deshaun Watson get healthy and then we let this thing come together. Cause right now it's, this isn't the end of the world. I mean, Blake was just saying it, whether it was on air or not, we're, we're in the playoffs. If it ends right now, we're in, and we've done it with a third string XFL quarterback. That is crazy. If you would have told me going into it, that we would have PJ Walker as our quarterback, I would have been like, oh, well, we just gave somebody, we just gave Texans a really good draft pick again. That sucks. (laughs) What are we doing? So, I mean, whether the, so that's kind of my thing with, with, like that I like about Kevin and I think is a very positive thing we need to realize about him is, you know, we were down, you said we were down 14, nothing, almost like that. And the team could have folded, but Absolutely. you know, a lot of times, what do teams do? They rally behind their guys. They go, all right, we're going to ride Nick Chubb back into this thing. Deshaun Watson's going to get us back into this thing. We rally around our guys. We don't have those guys. Yeah. So who did the offense rally around? Kevin, who's getting this offense up and out there and ready to move the ball and keep grinding and keep fighting. And we talked, we talked about it. There was, I thought yesterday and I thought offensively there, there was some things happening. Yeah. I saw, I saw some things we utilized a screen game. We got yes. Joku moving a little bit. We started utilizing him. I don't know why we're not utilizing him more. Pierre strong. That's a guy that we need to let get more touches. He, he needs be the to, starter. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. I, I think I Kareem is great. Yeah. Kareem's great. Just if you're going to just slam it up the middle, but man, Pierre strong, Kareem, uh, Kareem's role doesn't change. I think Jerome Ford needs to be him and Pierre Strong. He flip flop. Pierre Strong needs to be a starter. Like Blake said, uh, Jerome Ford. I'm sorry. I yeah. was excited about him, but I don't think he's that great of a running back. At, like I did before he actually had a chance to play. And uh, yeah, I think he's a, a good, I like it. I like the three headed monster of them. They're all, they all can kind of stay fresh. I mean, Kareem was panged up going into this game. Jerome Ford, we thought was going to be out for two weeks. That was the report that we got on what Wednesday or Thursday. They, they were yeah. talking about maybe he's going to IR and all of a sudden he's practicing Friday. So the fact that he's even out there, I like, you can't, you can't replace Nick Chubb. They, they literally, this is their best version of, Hey, this is Nick Chubb. And it, it was working. It was, I literally loved what I saw out of the room, the offense. I thought, there was some consistency and PJ Walker was our quarterback. You almost got like a little taste of like, maybe there's some identity coming back yeah. to this offense yesterday. That's, is that fair to say? I thought that, Okay, I thought that was the best they've looked under PJ Walker. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't know if this team would find an identity under PJ Walker. I thought that it was just going to be like, oh, well, Hey, the defense is going to have to like keep us in games and we're going to need at least, uh, you know, a pick six or a strip sack, you know, pick up and run it in just to stay in these games. If you would have told me that we would get that kind of production out of our offense yesterday, I would have been like, holy crap. Then we went in there and we made some things happen. We, we shocked the world and it's unfortunate. A couple of things happened. And I, I, I thought that there was things to take away out of that game. That was the first time in a long time that a Browns game has ended like that. And I just was like, I'm not even, I wasn't even upset. I, I was upset, but I was like, we're four and three and there's hope here. 
if we get our franchise quarterback and and we clean some things up, my God, what what are we upset about? What I, I don't know how we come in here and we you we were supposed to be upset and complain about things. I it's what we do as Browns fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you can't have that attitude and that mentality. I don't. I think there's definitely things to criticize in the game, like we, the defense. Like there the are things that we got to clean up and get better. But I think we do have to pay respect to the the things that have gotten us where we are in light of all the adversity and all the things that have gone wrong this year that could have totally derailed a season. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, fall is in the air, and that means we're looking forward to more of these crisp mornings, falling leaves, and sweater weather. But more importantly, it's the perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating, and cozy comfort food. And let's go back to that tailgating. There's no better way, no better food to celebrate with at your tailgates and fall cookouts than Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during their semi-annual sale. That's 50% off all of your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their Butcher's Cut Filet Mignons. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, these possibilities are endless. You get endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and so much more. All of them 50% off during the semi-annual sale, and every bite is backed by Omaha Steaks 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com right now. Shop all of your delicious favorites for half the price. Don't forget to enter that promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry up. This sale is only for a limited time. Minimum purchase may apply. I don't think Browns fans sometimes understand how hard it is to win a football game in the NFL. Like, and then to go in and do it shorthanded, all like Kevin Stefanski at some point has got to be sitting like, could I just ever have a quarterback? <laughs> right. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, could I just ever have somebody to play quarterback that is competent? I've had, you know what I mean? Like he just, he's, this is his fourth year and he's yet to have a guy that anybody in the league considers good. Like, People might consider Baker good. We're we're seeing what's going on there. I know. I, I knew. I was just like, give it time. Yeah, give it time. Like he he had okay numbers the other day, but if you watch that game on uh, was it Thursday? Should have had yeah. eight interceptions. Yes, and it, he had like a hundred yards passing going in the. He got a bunch of dump down passes late in the fourth quarter to pad his stats. Like he's yet to call plays in an offense with a quarterback that we consider even competent. You know, he's had career backups. He's had Baker. He's had Rusty Deshaun, Hurt Deshaun, practice squad, rookie. Like, my God, let's cut the guy some slack. Kyle Shanahan can't win a game. He's got a guy playing quarterback who was literally in the top one to two in MVP discussions a month ago. We broke him. (laughs) He does look broken. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's just like, I just don't think people understand, like, you how – good you have to be and how well things have to go and then to be able to go in and do it shorthanded and still be four and three and if you look at the playoff picture okay so it's kansas city one miami two jacksonville three baltimore four buffalo five pittsburgh six us seven jets are eight cincinnati's nine and houston's ten the people chasing us who's the biggest threat probably the Bengals. that's it yeah like i'm not i'm not overly worried about the jets and zach wilson okay i'm not really worried about houston like they're they're an improved team, but they're not. Rams are banged up. That they're not in the AFC. Oh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> I was talking about upcoming schedule. Team team. I'm sorry. My, okay. my fault. My fault. And then yeah, if you look yeah, at the teams yeah, yeah. ahead of us, Kansas City's got real issues. 
They do. They're, they're, right. all, they're winning with defense, right? They're winning with us, only different like us. The only difference is they have Patrick Mahomes and not P.J. Walker playing quarterback, so he's not turned the ball over three times a game. Right. Uh-huh. Like, if you go look out, they're outside of one half against the Chargers last week, their offense has been blah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, Miami looks good. Travis ja- Kelsey had to start dating Taylor Swift to make sure they won a couple <laughs> games. Oh, yes. Uh, Jacksonville's playing well, but like, do, how much do they scare you? Not much at all. You know what I mean? Trevor like, Lawrence can't throw touchdowns. You know what I mean? So like, th- that's a team that I think uh, they're a good team. They're a solid team, but th- they don't scare me. I would say so far Miami's the team that, that would scare me the most. Baltimore is obviously good. Uh, Buffalo is not playing consistent football at all right now. They still scare me, but you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Pittsburgh doesn't have an offense. Pittsburgh's okay. there because of Mike Tomlin. Okay. I don't think they end up there. So I think, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to fall off. I think they're going to be a tough out for anybody, yeah. but again, like it's still there for the taking the Browns, the Browns can go two and two in the next four games. They're about to be facing a rookie in Arizona. And then they got the Broncos coming out of uh, the Pittsburgh game. So you, even if you lose to the Ravens and the Steelers, your wild card is still, you're still probably coming out of the next four, six, and five with a run of winnable games. The schedule opens up. I don't care what anybody says about looking forward. And obviously anything can happen on any given day, but the schedule opens up and it's very favorable. It's very favorable. If we can get healthy, competent quarterback play. (sighs) Well, and it can't get worse. The quarterback play can't get worse. So so if you look ahead at our schedule, you have to project the same crappy quarterback play or better because it can't get worse. So, you know, take that for what it is. And and, um, here we said it all in the beginning of the season. This team is going to go wherever Deshaun Watson takes us. And right now he's not he's not taking us anywhere. So the, the, this season is going to depend if he doesn't come back at all this year, and PJ Walker or DTR continue to be the quarterback. The Browns are going to win seven to nine games, maybe if they're lucky. Okay, if he comes back and he plays at a high level, I think you're looking at ten plus. Ten is the the floor. Eleven and twelve should be like what you're trying to get to. The problem is we we don't know what we're going to get when he comes back. Everybody, we, we, we knew it all offseason. This team was constructed and built to see how far to, it's for Deshaun to take us. Yeah. Especially once Nick Chubb went out. Yep. And for everybody out there who was doing the Deshaun bashing stuff, we got to say it, man. Like, he is injured. There, there's nothing that anybody can do about it. He can't do anything about it. Kevin, Barry, us. You guys, fan, nobody can do anything about the fact that his shoulder will not allow him to throw football at the moment. There's, It's just the way it is. It's just like n- nothing anyone's going to do is going to magically make Aaron Rodgers' Achilles ready to play football right now. Like, these guys have to heal. And I don't even think we got to say this, but like, if this is like Justin Fields or Matt Stafford, are we saying, oh, but he's got this guaranteed contract. He needs to be earning that money. That is such a dumb argument, guys. I'm tired of hearing people say that. Oh, he's making $230 million. He needs to be out there playing. Not if he can't lift his arm up over his head. Are we? What are we talking about? Let him get healthy because if he goes out and we, we're upset about P.J. Walker having three turnovers, we're going to have that for the rest of the season. So let's just let the guy get healthy. I don't understand the narrative that because he signed this contract, which obviously it's already in what six months time is not even that outrageous compared to some of the other contracts that are getting signed around him. It's just that has nothing to do with it. The money is so silly to me. We, we begged to go get a franchise quarterback and then now we're mad that we have a franchise quarterback. 
What the hell do we want then as Browns fans? What do you guys want? That's what, what? we were saying. Like if only 80% of his contract was guaranteed, does that mean his shoulder is allowed to be injured if it's, if it's hurt? Like, no, it's so it, silly. He's hurt. He's hurt. And I like what uh, Samantha said in the chat. All we can do is patiently wait at this point. It's, yes. That is true. Like we just have to grind this thing out as fans and it sucks, but you cannot rush something like this. I, um, I got into a, like a huge argument with my dad over text the other day <laughs> because he was telling me uh, it was the worst trade in sports history and blah. And I was like, it's not even the worst trade in the league in like the last five years. I would argue that the Niners trading three picks for Trey Lance is significantly worse. At least we traded for a guy who has played at a high level in the NFL before, and he's still on our team. Well, and if you talk to Niners fans too, a lot of them will say like he had four starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they did, they moved all that draft capital for a guy and gave him four starts and said, nah, like I'd be upset as a fan. Yeah, so don't tell me this is the jets traded for a 40 year old quarterback. He played four plays and got hurt. What yeah. we all think he's going to come back, but you don't know what he's going to come back and do. Yeah. So he could start taking mushrooms and go into a tent <laughs> for the next two so years. We don't know about don't this. tell me that this is the worst trade. It's and he's like the money. Why do we care about the money? We're not the ones signing the checks. It's not my it's not my pocketbook that's affected. The Browns still have the most cap space in the NFL. We've still completely loaded the the team with it didn't affect our cap space. It didn't affect our ability to add talent to the roster. Actually, it did. It helped. It, yeah, because we added guys who maybe wouldn't have come here if he wasn't here. Uh, we have only one more year without a first round draft pick, and then we're right back to where we were. And and didn't we bang the drum for we were like Haslam. What? Are, are we not going to go spend some money? Blah, blah, blah. And then the guy goes and makes spend moves, some money. spends money. And now we're mad that, wow, why are we mad about the money that he's spending? If right. they think that that's a good move and they said, hey, let's go identify our franchise quarterback, whether you think he is or not, I don't care. They identified the guys that are general manager and player evaluators identified him as this could be the future for our team. Why are we upset? And that's what I told my dad too. I was like, Andrew Barry added Amari Cooper to this team. He, for a fifth, he added Darius Smith. He added Mo Hurst, who had an awesome interception in this game, by the way. Uh, he added Martin Emerson, uh, JOK, who's playing at a Pro Bowl level. He added Newsom. Uh, he's the one who drafted Delpit, right? Yeah. He drafted Delpit, who's playing really. We're not going to trust this guy's talent uh, evaluation. evaluation. You like just get the, to pick the good parts. Talk. You know That's what I mean? That's all you get to pick. You get to pick the <laughs> negative or nothing. Like, we can't. <laughs> I uh, listen. He did. He hasn't looked amazing so far. But we also have to look at it. And did anybody expect him to look amazing last year? No. In those six games, no, we talked about that. He maybe looked worse than I was expecting. Yes. But I don't know if we expected him to just come out and look like he was going to take over the league. Okay. And then this year, it's a game in the rain in which he's still outplayed Joe Burrow in week right. one. Right. Uh, a game in which he has his first pass tipped off of the backup tight end's hands, returned for a pick six, and then two minutes later, our franchise running back gets his knee blown out. And not just Deshaun went into shock. Literally, our entire team looked like they wanted yeah. to just go. The fan base did also. Yeah. They were just ready to go home. Okay. And then in week three, he lights it up and gets hurt. Yeah. I mean, like balled you, out. We can't have more than three games of patience. Like, I, I listen, I want him to, to come back and play well too. But until this dude is 100% healthy, and he plays a month straight. There's we we can't evaluate. We're not evaluating anything. Mm -mm. It's just all just what we feel. Now I feel like he should be back soon. Like by all accounts, if his injury is what they say it is, he should be back like this week or next at the latest.
it's that's the part that troubles me with the injury is I, I don't know if the if they just aren't telling which and you've said before like they don't need to tell us anything I mean they don't owe us you know insider information on injuries and stuff just tell us the bare minimum that's fine keep it in house I don't care about all that it's just what they're saying is not corresponding with what's actually happening because of what they're saying is reality. And like you said, he should be back. He probably should have been back by now. So is the injury worse? Because what we saw on the field last week against the Colts was this guy ain't ready to throw He's football. Not ready. Yeah. So it's, it's already healed. been what at that point, three or four weeks and he ain't ready yet. So, and, and here's my thing. I don't want him to come back too soon, especially if there's further risk of injury. Right. Okay. And if he can't throw, but if the dude can throw, and it just hurts a little bit, but he's not at risk of injury. I want him to play. Yeah, because he's our best chance of yes. winning. Yes, like if if he's, if he's not if it's not weakened to the point like where one bad hit could end his season. Okay, he's just got to be like if I really try to put something on it, it you know a little bit of pain. If that's it, like the dude needs to come back and play. That that's my that's my we would expect do, that out of literally every other position and it doesn't right. affect his performance yes and if it because yeah, Bernie exactly. I don't know if you guys saw that Bernie when he went on Ultimate Cleveland Show he said that there's even though he thought he was good there was like five or six throws during the game where he threw it and it just was not where he was trying to go there was extra on it I don't want him going out there and he's it's a risk as far as I'm not even saying Correct. where it's a risk of injury, but it's a risk that you want it to go to, I'm throwing it to you. And then I throw it through the wall. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or 10 yards over. I, I need my quarterback to be able to be not only competent, but what we're talking about turnovers, nothing will be more frustrating if we rush him back. And then he's, he has no touch on the ball because his shoulder goes, you know, numb well, when he's throwing and all this. He thing. threw five passes against the Colts and two of them should have been picked. So. Fair. Fair. Yeah, so yeah. That, again, I, I don't want to rush him back if he's at risk for further injury or if it hurts so bad that he, he can't do what he wants to do. But if he can come back and he can put the ball where he wants and he can zip it and he's just got to deal with some discomfort, then let's go. <laughs> right. Then let's go. And so I understand the disappointment from Browns fans because we all expected a product from him. And to this point, we haven't gotten that. But we can we really even evaluate it off of nine games? We're, we're bought in on this guy for five seasons and we're, I've seen so many people say he's a bum. He's trash. He's washed up. Blah, blah. He's 28. He's younger than our, than Baker. Yeah. That's another, <laughs> it's uh, crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I don't like when people are still trying to throw this thing out about it, Like, Oh, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to be out there. Like, okay, listen. We, we've talked yeah, about Brady Quinn he played through the ACL Cuck. and was, <laughs> was that college, right? He played through the ACL injury. Yeah. He drove, rode a bus to what was it? Tampa or Jacksonville to play a game because he couldn't get on the plane because yeah. of a collapsed lung. So he could play in a football game. And whenever he was being a healthy scratch by the tech, remember he wasn't injured in 21. He still showed up to the practice Texans, every day, right? He went to practice every day and worked out and trained on his own and practiced on a separate field by himself or with whatever his guys but he was at practice. He was in the facility every single day. When they came out and said that you were going to be a healthy scratch all year, we're not playing you. He could have gone home and said, screw it or come to the facility and just sat on the sideline, but he kept himself in shape. I mean, this was a competitor. Yeah. It's he always just, has been. The Browns fans are just, it's, I, it's like the second we lost, I was like, I'm going to have to just not get on my phone for the next week. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's really a good idea. Well, we've got a couple more voicemails and some more stuff to dive into. Before we do, Ohio DraftKings, they're running a new promotion. You don't want to miss it. New users can place your first bet, $5 bet, to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. 
You will also be rewarded with a separate no sweat single game parlay every single day when you opt in. And all you have to do is sign up with our code, the dogs, one word using that code. The dogs not only gets you these great bonuses, it helps support our podcast. So if you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure you use that code, the dogs, or scan the QR code to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older, physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. And now we've got, let's go with uh, Brad on this one. What's up, dog pound, Browns vans? This is Brad Moneymaker. From a place of uh, frustration and depression, I guess you could say that. We had a chance to win this game, and uh, between P.J. Walker throwing the balls into the ground and some questionable play calls at the end, and their defense just uh, disappearing. I don't know what to say. Honestly, uh, need a therapy session on this one. <laughs> but if there is any bright side to this, we are four and three, I guess. So we'll take that with what it is. Hopefully, Deshaun will be back soon because yikes. Anyways, uh, yeah. Guys, have an awesome day. Let's go, Dawes. <laughs> uh, before we dive into it, I just think if you guys need a laugh, a little pick me up. There's a Bengals fan in here trying to talk crap. Really? Yeah, I'm like, are you guys in last place? <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering, are you guys still in last place? Um, he was talking about Joe Burrow's stats this week. How do you play? What were his stats in week one? <laughs> like, I just, I thought that was humorous. So. All right, so to the Browns, let me ask you guys about the defense. Um, so for the first, what, three games, we were pretty clamped down. I mean, we, we were just shutting down all rushing attack. And then we go against the 49ers. CMC comes out on the first drive, and kind of they just kind of go right down the field. But then after that, we clamped down, and their rushing attack wasn't that great the rest of the game. The last two weeks, though, I feel like Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, and now you've got the combo of Walker and Charbonnet, both kind of finding quite a bit of running room against this defense. And I'm like, did they find a way to exploit our run defense? So I don't want to be that guy because I do think our defense, like I know I'm, I'm frustrated with the defense late in games and I'm in giving up 14 early points, right. but they, they're still like, I don't know. We were talking about them like they were going to be historically good and Unless they write the ship, I don't think we're historically good defense. But I That's think fair. we're definitely still one of the better defenses in the NFL. Sure. We're still very good. And then paired with good offensive play, this is still defense that you go take make a playoff run. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But this, if you look at those first three weeks, you played in – like Joe Burrow was hurt and played in the rain, so yeah. that helps. You don't have to worry much about the pass game so you can focus on stopping the run. The Steelers can't run the ball anyways. Najee Harris is terrible. Yeah. Okay. True. Uh the Titans have Derrick Henry, which is good. Uh, you know, that's a, a tough guy to stop. Um, so that's a good test. But then like we started playing and then the Niners playing in the rain again. Yeah. And not, you're not worried about them and they lose Debo. Debo. So you're not as you can just kind of focus in on CMC and then at that point. And then we start playing some guy teams that have some some players and some good weather. And uh we're seeing like we're susceptible a little bit to that. And it's, it's a little concerning. I would say um, the defense, the, the, this defense is built to get after the passer and it's built to play with a lead. At least the way I look at it, like 
you anticipated the Browns to be cut like fourth quarter. These guys be pinning their ears back, yeah. rushing the passer. And they are aggressive. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're very, and we knew this about a Jim Schwartz defense. Like they're, they're, they're ultra aggressive. Yes. So they're, they're flying to the ball. So it's going to leave some cutback lanes open. Uh, there's going to be some third and longs where you might give up a screen or a draw because they're so aggressive. Like that's just kind of some of the stuff you take the good with the bad with a Jim Schwartz defense, you know, and it's, it's obviously more good than bad. So I don't, I'm not, concerned about the defense. I just think they need to um, check themselves a little bit in terms of like, you can't be on you just because you beat the 49ers one week and then you spend the next six days on Twitter saying copyright that uh, we're the best in the world. Well, since you said you were the best in the world, you give up 30 points to Gardner Minshew and you give up a game winning touchdown drive by Geno Smith. So, and I'm not saying Geno's a bum, like I think Gino is definitely like a serviceable. He definitely turned his career around. Yeah. But all all talk we heard coming into this game was like Browns fans weren't worried about Gino Smith. Man, we had him shook yesterday too. You know. Yeah. And we oh Cam Mitchell so close with that that should have had a pick six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but the missed tackles worry me because we didn't see a whole lot of that the first few weeks. Yeah, that's rearing its ugly head. Uh huh. You saw that. I mean. Quite honestly, that should have led to the uh, made field goal for the 49ers and a loss in that game whenever we missed the tackle. We couldn't tackle Brandon Ayuk, and we had like three guys around him. And we we let just him didn't try. Yeah, yeah, we just watched him. We were stunned. Oh, my God, that receiver caught the ball. Yeah. <laughs> what now? And then <laughs> just down the field he goes, and you know we're very fortunate that they missed that field goal. Otherwise, we are having probably a different conversation today. But things have gone in our favor in a couple games, and now we get some that don't. I, I, that's I, that's kind of where I'm at with I, it. Yeah. I really think this upcoming matchup with the card, like it's a get right game for literally everybody. The the Cardinals are not good. I know they were playing scrappy and tough early in the year, but they're not a good football team. And defensively, if we're playing against a rookie, like this should be Justin. Fields, I do. Uh, yes. I do <laughs> like we've seen the turnover. Like we've started forcing turnovers uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I felt like we didn't get a ton of pressure on Geno Smith yesterday. Like, a couple times he escaped it, but we were very close on a couple. For the mm-hmm. most part, like he he stayed pretty clean. Um, Miles got that huge sack late though, which was yeah. awesome. The one touchdown throw should have been a sack. Like mm. we had him, like we had a shoestring. Like all he had to do is go down, and somehow he got out of it and was able to turn and throw the touchdown strike too. I think that was the one to lock it in the back corner. But and then that would have been a field goal there because I'm pretty sure that was third down. Mm-hmm. But. I um, want to shout out Garth in the chat. He says, fellas, I'm here y'all or cause y'all were gracious enough to collaborate with Hawks nest yeah. prior to Sunday's game. We had a blast. On that was there. fun. He said, I had a good time. He said he hopes the best for Watson and the Browns. Yeah. That was a good time talking. Yeah, Brandon's to a great guy. Yeah. That was a very, very fun time. That was, I, I hope good. to do more of that kind of stuff. Yes. I didn't get to be in that cause you guys did it when I was uh, at work at work, mm-hmm. but I was in the chat for a lot of it. And the, all the Seahawks fans were super chill and like, and I was like, man, it is crazy <laughs> what it's like when you're doing stuff with people, not in your division. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in the division, it's just, I mean, we're not even playing the Bengals or the Ravens this week. And they're, <laughs> they're in the chat. Talking, yeah, you know what I mean? Here. And like in the Seahawks, it was all like, well, what do you guys think here? Like, yeah. what are you guys going to, and I was just like, man, when you get out to your side, your division, it's so much more just, Relax. And no, I, the division. It's. I bet you their chat when they're playing like the 49ers or the Rams is probably right back to. It's probably a little bit more of like some AFC North kind of. Yes. Know. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that was a great time though. 
So I've got one more voicemail to play. This one's from Kenny Mack. And then, you know, we can kind of talk about that, maybe wrap up some of this game stuff. And then I want to talk just briefly about what might happen tomorrow going up to that trade deadline. Because okay. okay. we, we even got a thing in here from DF Sports, a super chat earlier that I want to mention. So, mm-hmm. But first, our boy from Canada, Kenny Mack. Yo, guys, it is Kenny Mack, and that was another nail-biting, entertaining game. Uh, The horseshoe, the luck finally ran out. Um, Listen, we can't have three turnovers. We can't have a quarterback that has three turnovers all the time. Looking through the stats, we won the yardage, mainly because we can rush the ball really well, another 155 yards. The uh, fumbles lost and the interceptions is tough, and that's what did us in at the end of the game. Generally, what people are going to talk about is that last call when we're three and third and three. I bitch about this all the time on the show. Stefanski doesn't have that three yards in a cloud of dust, bloody your nose mentality. We needed it there because what you want to do is you want to basically get them to burn a timeout if we don't or if we do make it. If we don't make it too, I mean, they need the time and the whole field to get down if we punt it. So I, I just don't get the logic in it. I mean, maybe from the pressure, like you said, they surprise them, but we end up getting a ball that bounced off someone's helmet and then the interception and lost the game. So we need that bloody ear mentality, but what we need more is a quarterback. Go Browns. So am I wrong? I mean, it was 204 on the clock. So even if we ran the ball there, get the first down. It stops two minutes. The clock stops anyway. So they had three timeouts, essentially. They had two. two. Yeah, they had well, three one, I'm yes. saying one yes. essentially two three stops at the clock. Yeah, so the clock. So if you if you go back and watch the game, before we ran the play coming out of the timeout, even the announcer said full playbook's open because we're on the plus side of the two-minute warning. So even they like thought a pass was a potential. Sure. Okay, even the announcers on TV thought that. I think lost in this whole thing is – on the 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 previous or um on the previous set of downs on first down, Jerome Ford ran out of bounds. Yes, yeah. thank you for bringing that up. I had forgotten about that because I was screaming I back, at my TV yes. like, "What are you doing?" I didn't even like I did, wasn't even paying close enough attention because I was watching the game and dadding. And then I went back and watched like the last five minutes of the game and I was at work today sh- <laughs> and, on my phone and um I'm like, this dude just ran out of bounds. Yeah. With, there's like three minutes to go or something. If he stays in bounds, the Seahawks either have mm-hmm. to burn a timeout or that this play happens on the other, other side, side of the two. Yeah. And there's probably like a minute 30 left. And then I bet if there's a minute 30 and they only got one timeout, I would bet my paycheck we run the ball. Yeah. I would bet my paycheck. The problem is, is they're on the plus side of the two. If we don't get it, they're still going to have two minutes to go with however long to go. Yeah. Okay. Like it's not a sure thing. He's going, I, he goes from, it doesn't matter if we get this first. Cause even if we don't get it, they're going to have to burn their last time out and then go the full length with no timeouts, which completely changes right. the landscape of it. Okay. To, if I don't get this first down, like it's still a ball game. Mm-hmm. Like it completely changes the mindset. Like, and I didn't, I didn't understand why Ford was back in the game. I didn't either. And that's what I was so mad about because I just felt like the way Pierre Strong was running, Kareem Hunt, those guys would not have done that. And we talked about this in the Discord. I said, you know, part of this whole thing, and again, you know, just because I'm like, I'm on Kevin's side. I like Kevin. I think he's a great coach, but he's not, you know, above criticism. I think he needs to better understand the limitations of his personnel. You got to stop running lateral with Jerome Ford and Elijah Moore. The lateral stuff with them, it's a loss of yards. Maybe get back to the line of scrimmage if you're lucky because they can't cut up field. They don't have the vision for it. I feel like outside sweep plays is the only thing Jerome Ford's good at. 
Really? He doesn't do anything between the tackles except for take tackles for losses. I feel like he just always stretches, stretches, stretches. But I'd like to see Goodwin on those plays. The, the problem is you can't you can't just put him in yeah. unless you're going to play him more on offense. Yeah. And that way you can organically get him the ball. If you just if he goes well, in on they, offense they four times right. and then you give him the ball, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. this is Here it easy. is. Sweet. Um, but Strong, Strong needs to, to be the starter. Like Ford, to yes. me, should be like a four to five touch a game kind of guy right now. Like he's just he's not it. He he, he takes so many tackles for loss. He he doesn't break tackles like hardly ever. He runs out running out of bounds is such a hidden thing that you don't see see on the, the, stat the stat sheet or in the box score. Completely changes the way the last two and a half minutes of that game went. That true. nobody is talking about. Like it just completely changes the entire mindset of the coaching staff and what Kevin thinks they need to accomplish on that third down play. It's just, yeah, it's just such a stupid, stupid thing to. Why would you run out of bounds? Just fall down. Yeah, I don't even care if you lost three yards. Just fall down. The mm-hmm. clock is like that. Pisses me off more than almost <laughs> anything in the game. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I had forgotten about that. Because, but I was so mad. It, as soon as you said that, I was like, that's right. I was screaming at my TV when that happened because it's like that that screwed us. Yes. Terrible. Um, Garth, Garth says the helmet bounce was an act of the creator. What can be said when that happens to your team? Tough break. Yes, it was, but. We've seen those. Yep. <clears throat> so um, trade deadline. You said uh, DF had a. He had a super chat and he said trade idea. What are your thoughts on trading for Darnell Mooney, wide receiver from the Chicago Bears? I'll let you guys give a quick take on that before I say mine. Um, I think if we if we make a move, I wish I wish I knew what Watson's situation was because I think if it's going to be a few weeks, I think we need to make a move on a quarterback. Or I even I, I like the three running back deal, but I could we improve that like position? Yeah. I, to me, like I, it's impossible to evaluate the wide receiver core when we can't throw the ball to the wide receivers that we have. <laughs> so uh, to me, I like Darnell Mooney. He's a nice player. Very whose spot, whose spot would he be taking? Exactly. You're not, you're not going to put him out there over more. Well, and the thing is, you know, so you're not going to put him out there over Cooper. And so what do you get? We, we do not need a wide receiver in my opinion, that's, that's because we only use Cooper and more. That's it. Yes. Those are the only two receivers we use period. Marquise Goodwin get, gets gadgeted in here and there. DPJ is running um, he's just decoy track, routes. He's just a track player right now. Yeah, he's just to he's make just, sure somebody <laughs> covers him. Just take yep. one guy on the defense to cover you, and that's it. And, I mean, Tillman's been a healthy scratch the last few games. Like, we're not using our receivers, so why would we trade for one? I like Justin's idea. We talked about this in Discord. Like, if if you can somehow get Derrick Henry at a, at a price that works for he's, us. He's not coming. I know That's that. Right, yeah. But I'm saying that kind of thing right there because now you take the pressure off of whoever's playing quarterback. I you, actually like Dalvin Cook. I think he's kind of <sighs> Dalvin Cooked. I think he's kind of cooked too. He I, think he's got, he's, I think he's got more than Derrick Henry does. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's Henry looked, looked nice bad. yesterday. <laughs> I So here's the thing with Derrick Henry. I got like an update right before we went Dalvin, off Discord. Dalvin just can't get on the field. You're not going to play Dalvin over Brees Hall. No. Yeah, but he's not playing over Michael Carter. Michael Carter's good too. Well, let's go get Michael Carter. <laughs> I, I would take. I would take. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would take Dalvin Cook. He's what twenty eight. I think if I mean obviously I, it's worth a swing if it's a super cheap. Dalvin Cook would be the best running back on our roster. <sighs> Maybe not. No, stop. <laughs> Who's he? Who would he be worse than? I dude. If he's you, better than Ford, go point to one 
one thing from the Jets this year that you've seen from him that looks great. He's not getting the opportunity. He's had a couple and he hasn't looked good. It doesn't matter. We're not getting either of those guys, so I guess it doesn't matter. Why wouldn't you get Dalvin Cook? They're, they're open to trading him. What are you trading for him? I would make. I would give up like a sixth and okay. tell them What's they got to pay half his contract. Oh, his contract's only like four million, right? Tell them. I to, thought it was well. All right. I thought tell it was them to seven. pay. They pay two of it. We'll pay two of it. And we'll give him a fifth or a sixth round pick. He's better than Ford. He's going to give you more. Cream Hunt's going to be your inside guy. I get that, but he's better than Cream Hunt right now, and he's better than Strong. Come on, yeah, maybe. This, look at this dude. Just had a great year one year ago. You know me and running back. I've when it falls, them, it falls. I've watched the Jets probably well, they, twice before Brees Hall came back on no workload, and it was it was hard to watch because I felt like he was a shell of himself. And I mean, maybe, Zach, maybe, maybe it's the Zach, offensive I line. Zach Wilson yeah. playing quarterback. I think we're honestly arguing over something that doesn't matter. But it's Zach Wilson we playing like quarterback. I know. I I'd be I'd be interested in seeing like I know their offensive line isn't that great. Obviously, you have Zach Wilson as your quarterback, but I just... We saw Nick Chubb look like a shell of himself with a bad O-line and a backup quarterback last year. Then trade for him. I mean, honestly, I don't I, I don't think we're making any moves. Personally, I don't... I, All the reports are saying we're going to be buyers. Mary Kay keeps reporting that every, we're going to be... Every, every, year, every year, though, the trade deadline hype goes up, and then 4 o'clock I think passes, the media and a couple it, people and then, get yeah. moved, and usually they're just rotational pieces or whatever who, just who are you going after Blake who who would you be interested in or positional well here's outside of getting Deshaun Watson back literally nothing matters sir nothing matters and he, if he doesn't have a season ending injury in my opinion it doesn't make sense to trade for a quarterback mm-hmm. unless you can get unless you get Jacoby which they're not that it's just not going to happen teams are not going to you're not going to get the the team's backup quarterback. Cause guess what? They don't want to be des- us. Yeah. I was going to say they're desperate. Uh, you know what I mean? They don't, that they don't want to be us. And you can say their season's not going anywhere, but there's still people coaching for jobs. You lose the respect of your locker room. If you trade away a guy like Brissett and how gets hurt. And now you're walking out and there's no chance to win. And you're only a third of the way through the season. Like there, it's just not going to happen. And any other quarterback you bring in is going to take two to three weeks to get up to speed, to be able to play the game at the level that we need him to play. And by that point, Deshaun should be back. Just we're stuck with what we have right now until Deshaun comes back. And, and then to be honest, outside of that, I really don't think it matters what you add to this team because offensively you're not going to get any more than what you're getting out of it right now. I don't care if you had prime Jerry rice, <laughs> Like, you're just not going to get anything more out of the offense right now with P.J. Walker playing quarterback. Um, and, that, and that's it. There's just – we don't – there's no point to add anything in my – I mean, I'm not going to be mad if we do, but there's nothing I see at the Browns' current state with who they have playing quarterback that moves the needle one percentage point. No, the only moves I would honestly, like, be advocating for at this point would be, like, Let's get some O-line depth maybe because we saw Dewan Jones go out with a shoulder injury the other day. Just somebody said he came back in. I I I saw Hudson playing most of that yeah. after that. So I don't I don't remember if he came back in at all, but we also know with Deshaun, you know, shoulder injury, you play, and then a couple of days later, you know, you see what you got. But I don't know. are we gonna rely on Jed's play to stay at a reasonable level the rest of the season i not that you got to go get like a garrett bowles or you know colton miller or anybody but maybe just some depth 
if, if it's available. That's a, a comment here says from Jake. Let me see if I can find Jake it. Jake from State Farm? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, he just said, where'd it go? Oh, Jake Buckor, if I'm saying that right. All this team needs is better QB play. Now, if we picked up a Chase Young or defensive piece yes. to help the teams from scoring, I'd be okay. Yes. I'm not saying I don't. Like, if the Browns go make a move, I think they're dumb. I just don't see anything moving the needle to more wins unless it's Deshaun Watson coming back and playing healthy. If we added a Chase Young, I saw where you could be in the market for Emmanuel Ogba to come back from the Dolphins. Um, like, if we add or depth on the O-line, like, I'm all for that. There's just nothing. I think Browns fans want us to take some big swing that's right. going to send us to a playoff push. That That is getting healthy Deshaun back. I guess what makes us – I mean, the moves that we make should be made to make the team more solidified and, and again – depth and to make the team better when Deshaun gets back, not in lieu of him. Because like you said, quarter, trading quarterbacks in the middle of the season is tough because you got to learn a whole new system, playbook. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot to ask. I'm getting blown up on my phone because you mispronounce names. That's Jack with a CK well, I'm and si- an A. I'm sitting kind of far away. <laughs> Jake is spelled differently. I'm going to send you a Jack, person. Jack Buckor. So I think, you know, that person. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, he drives the bus up the tailgate bus. Oh, I ride up, up with man? him every Sunday. Every Listen, home game. I got this really small, tiny little computer. This He's tiny a terrible reader. I have terrible eyes. That's fair. Uh, so I he apologize. He just texted me and said, tell him that that's not my name. <laughs> and <laughs> that's awesome. And he's in the Patreon too. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm scrolling up and as I'm trying to scroll, things are coming in. So it's I'm yeah, just like, Oh, here's fair. Go. I He'll forgive you. He's a good guy. I he's apologize. a great guy. Um, but yeah, so there's just nothing that moves the needle to more wins outside of Deshaun Watson coming back playing at a high level. That's that's all there is to it. If that's it, case closed. Like nothing else is going to matter. No, and just to maybe rehash this one more time, I think we might have uncovered something with Pierre Strong. Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, we've said he should probably be the starter now instead of Ford. I, he's got some juice. He's whenever he decides he's going to make a cut, it's quick and decisive. He's more sudden. Yes. I just feel like whenever he's going somewhere, he's there. He's he drafted there. above Ford. Well, and he, um, I know, like, you can't replace Nick Chubb, but with the committee approach, we've rushed for over 150 yards the last three weeks. Yeah, it's working. And, Against and, two, like, two really good defenses. The Colts defense is not as ranked as high, but, like, the Seahawks mm-hmm. and the Niners defense are very good defenses, yes. and we rushed for over 150 yards in both those games. We're doing it by committee now. But you don't have necessary and Jerome Ford, if he can get in the open field as a home run threat. Yeah, I'm not saying he's it. like a horrible running back. I just think that he's not He's got a little bit of Trent Richardson in him. Yeah, he's definitely not good enough to be the lead back. I, I just don't question think. question the vision sometimes. Yes. He's got and and huge explosive plays, yes. but then there's a lot of uh running into the line. <laughs> yes. So um and, Yep. But I just think uh we're gonna wrap this thing up. We appreciate you guys being here. But in closing, like Browns means just relax. I know it's not everybody. I think it's just like a small percentage of Browns fans are the loudest online. But it's like, guys, we're four and three. If you got, if we want to lose our minds at the end of the year, if we don't make the playoffs and this thing completely came off the rails, that's one thing. But just like the week by week roller coaster, like, are you not exhausted by it? You know what I mean? Like I told myself after the Steelers game and I was like completely dejected and we got on and did the live and I was just like depressed and I felt like the whole world. I just, then I kind of really like, 
And then we won the next week when we were two and one. I was like, oh, so last week wasn't the end of the world. So maybe like if other people could also have this realization, it would make all of our online lives a little bit better because it's we're four and three with a stretch of games coming up that we can win games. Okay. We can win. We can still 10, 11, 12 wins is still very much in play. Are we going to win the division if we don't beat the Ravens in Pittsburgh? No, but uh, a wild card is still very much available. There could be three teams from our division making the playoffs, especially if when you look at the teams that are in the hunt with us. We are very much in the thick of this thing. Absolutely. Garth says, if it looks like Chase Young will be traded to the Browns, I'll resurrect David Stern to axe that trade. <laughs> <laughs> I would take it. We're, obviously, we're big Buckeyes fans on this podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I don't think we need edge rusher is a place we're pretty i feel like we're pretty solid right now for some reason i'm hearing the browns want to bolster it well i you can't ever have too many uh, that's fair yeah um so once again thanks for being here guys we appreciate everybody checking out the live uh we appreciate the people from the seahawks podcast coming yeah, and checking that's us out. right uh thanks for having us on your guys' show it was a ton of fun uh browns fans let's just take a collective <sighs> breath for the first time in a while we're very much in the thick of it and what I told my dad, okay, because I argue with him with the Browns a lot, but he texted me late in the fourth quarter when we took the lead, and he said, if you would have told me after the first quarter that halfway through the fourth quarter we'd have the lead, I would have laughed at you. And I said, this is from what I can see, for the first time in a while, I feel like the Browns have a good football team. They're just playing with a backup quarterback. Yep. Where the Browns are a good football team that is being forced to play with a backup quarterback right now. We have a good defense. Even our committee of running backs gets the job done. The, the line might not be as dominant as it has been, but they can still get some things done. We have Amari Cooper, who's a great wide receiver. Elijah Moore gets open a lot, obviously. He has like 150 catches for 48 yards, but more. he's open. More Chief. You know what Please, I mean? Please, more David. Yeah, yes. David Chief. You know, Please. Like we have... Like, we're a good football team. And I think the coach is coach. I saw a thing that said Kevin Stefanski is closer to being coach of the year again than he is to getting fired. And that might be a little bit of hyperbole, but it's not that far off. The dude is four and three, and he's played three different quarterbacks, and he's went two and one with a guy who's in the XFL a year and a half ago. Like, the Browns are a good football team that is just being forced to deal with injuries at the worst positions to have to deal with injuries. So just take a, take a breath, relax. It's a long season, and we're still in the thick of it. How many times in our lives have we been mathematically eliminated already? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? No. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying to settle for mediocrity, but we're, it's not mediocrity it's not. because it's yeah. only been a third of the season. It'll be mediocrity if we finish 500. It's, it's not the end of the season. So let's just yeah. get there before we all lose our minds. So I like it. That's, that's, me, that's my, my sermon for the day. Thank you Preach. for coming to the Church of Blake. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here, and we'll see you guys later this week when we uh, preview the Cardinals game. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Bet 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.